This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. It's Curious City, where we take your questions about Chicago and the region and investigate, report, explore from WBEZ. Hey, I'm Mark Filipino. David Jakubiak and his six-year-old daughter, Anya, love otters. You know, the cute, furry little aquatic mammals with those big whiskers. David and Anya live near the Brookfield Zoo in the south suburbs of Chicago. So they make frequent visits to see the otters. One of the reasons that Anya really loves otters is that she says, just like her, everybody thinks that they're cute and adorable, but in reality, they're ferocious. Well, that's only if you get too close to them. The otters, that is. Sometimes, David and Anya go for nature walks in search of otters at the nearby Salt Creek Trail. One time, when was this, right when it first got warm? Okay, and we were walking, and the path, it was, was it really dry? A little muddy. And as we were walking, we looked down into the mud, and we saw a footprint. But we never did see the otter. But it is possible they did see an otter track. Otters live in that area, and in other waterways throughout Illinois. And that's where David's question comes in. You see... Salt Creek is only about 15 miles from the Loop, where David works at the Environmental Law and Policy Center. During his lunch breaks, he goes fishing out on the main stem of the river, and he wants to know, are there otters there? Do they build homes, have pups, and make the bustling city a permanent habitat? And that's a big deal, because if they are settling in the river downtown, it would mean, yeah, people would get to share their lunch hour with these furry creatures, but also, it would mean the river is a whole lot healthier than it used to be. David and I decided to try our luck and see if we could find one. We headed down to the river's north branch near the Merchandise Mart, and we invited Chuck Rizzo to come along. He's a wildlife biologist with the Forest Preserve District of Cook County. There's a Caspian turn. And he knows just how hard it can be to spot an otter. You could have an animal coming through here, and if it gets tired, it can curl up in a little patch of vegetation and take a nap you know and nobody knows that you could have people walking by you know hundreds of people and they're just sleeping underneath a bush Rizzo does think there's a chance we'll see one and if we do it means a lot has changed 40 years ago the idea of an otter swimming in the river downtown Chicago that would have been unthinkable you see Illinois otter population was decimated for the better part of the 20th century by the 1970s there were about 100 river otters left in the state, uh, some up in the northwest corner of the state along the Mississippi River. 
and some in extreme southern Illinois along the Cache River. That's Bob Blewett. He's a wildlife biologist for the Department of Natural Resources. He says there are a few reasons why the otter population was so small back then. Habitat destruction, pollution, and overtrapping. In the 90s, Blewett and a few colleagues decided to try and boost the state's otter population. They began a relocation project. Blewett would drive down to Louisiana and fill a pickup with 25 to 50 otters. They'd bring them back to Illinois. Then, veterinarians would take some blood, tag them, and release them into the wild. Some of them made it, some of them didn't. Um, We would get returns of somebody hit one with a car and other sources of mortality, and we're not getting any new river otters showing up, and you're like, oh my gosh, these guys are having a hard time here. Luckily, other surrounding states were also trying to increase their otter populations. Some otters crossed over to Illinois from places like Kentucky and Missouri. But along with repopulation, there was something else happening that helped otters thrive. The state's waterways were getting cleaned up. For decades, the Chicago River was overrun by pollution, and no one really thought of it as a place that could sustain life. That is, until the government stepped in. The Clean Water Act did wonders for eliminating industrial waste and municipal effluent and other things that had really degraded our river system. So with cleaner water and otters crossing state lines to join Illinois waterways, the otters made a comeback. By 2012, Illinois had roughly 20,000 otters. But that doesn't mean they're in the downtown stretch of the Chicago River. Blewett's otter reintroduction program brought them to downstate and suburban waterways. Yeah, some of those waterways eventually connect to the Chicago River, but these otters still have to travel quite a bit to get there. And even though the river is cleaner than it used to be, there are still ongoing issues with sewage and stormwater. So... Has the river improved enough for otters to make a home downtown? Every five minutes or so, I keep peeking over the edge to see if there's an otter there with my fingers and toes crossed, but no such luck. You never know. I'm back downtown at the river with our otter expert, Chuck Rizzo, hoping we can spot one. Rizzo says otters only really need two things in order to stay in a place long enough to build a robust population, food and habitat. If you're thinking about like the different fish types in the river, they're definitely adequate for them to survive. Food. Check. What about habitat? Potentially there's always things that we don't really think about that they might find as acceptable habitat. That includes things like abandoned beaver dens and unused construction material. So yeah, check. And we're starting to get more and more otter sightings in the river. Yeah, some of them are a little Loch Ness monster-ish. No picture, no video, no proof. Sometimes Rizzo even gets calls from people who've quote-unquote, seen an otter. Yeah, it was swimming in the water, and it was, you know, I could see the head and everything, and I saw the body go under, and then its tail slapped the water. Well, that's what a beaver does. You know, so then you're like, oh, okay, well, it might sound like a beaver, and they're like, no, no, I know it was an otter. And then you say, oh, okay, well, thank you. It probably was then for you. But there have also been legitimate sightings along the Chicago River. One of Rizzo's colleagues, who was actually trained to track otters, saw one downtown. And we're getting closer to knowing whether otters are just visiting or looking to settle in the city through something called the Urban Otter Project. Rizzo and his colleagues are trying to answer this very question by placing transmitters on otters to track their movements. So far, what they know is... It's possible. It's, it's possible that they will not just be seen here. 
you know, there's possible where they could, you know, develop a, a home range. And their presence would mean the city's efforts to clean up the river are working. As for David, he seemed pretty happy that he could one day see an otter chilling in the Chicago River, even if the chances are kind of slim. If we decide as a city that we want to make the river more otter-friendly, we have things that we could do. They would be challenging, they would likely be expensive, but I think there's a lot of people who would be really excited about them. And David says he's pumped that the river could be clean enough one day to make Anya's life a little brighter. Maybe she can be that grad student at some point who works with Chuck on otters, you know? Or maybe she'll change her mind, you know? Six-year-olds are allowed to do that. But it's a possibility and it would be pretty sweet. Reporting for this story came from me, Mark Filipino. Support for Curiosity comes from the Conant Family Foundation. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.